Hello everybody, this is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast, the joy of junk journals. Everything paper craft related, just lots of fun, hanging out. I don't know if you can hear that strange noise, but that's Sunny, my little Maltese puppy of six months old, over in his crate, which is unlocked, and he can walk in and out at will. But he's digging, because apparently there is gold buried at the bottom of his crate. And I did tell him today we are going for a ride. So I think he's a little excited because I take him in the crate in the car. So uh, I think he's a little excited. But uh, today, today I was, uh, okay, so yesterday I was tearing a lot of paper. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of, okay, so there's this weird thing called ASMR. Okay, let me figure out exactly what that stands for again because I'm going to make references to it. ASMR. R. It's autonomic something. Hang on. Autonomous sensory meridian response, sometimes also known as autosensory meridian response, is a tingling. This is from Wikipedia. It's a tingling sensation that typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine, a pleasant form of paresthesia. It has been compared with auditory tactile synesthesia and may overlap with frisian. All right. Well, if that didn't confuse you heck, the heck out of you. Um, Basically, it's just a feel-good feeling when we, we, we do certain things, when we hear certain things. And uh, apparently, um, the sound of paper, paper uh, book pages being turned, somebody rubbing their hand across the surface of a book page, um, it can be enjoyable. And um, apparently this is like, it goes across all different fields, but one of them is in the world of junk journals. And if you Google ASMR, that's A, S as in Sam, M as in Mary, R, um, and you look it up, related to junk journals. Yes, there, there, there are a lot of people who truly enjoy that. And I'm wondering, hmm, am I one of them? Is that why I'm drawn to this? I don't know. But I did find myself, I do like the sound of crinkly paper. I do like that, like the uh, coffee dye paper and that extra crinkle. Maybe that's why so many of us, uh, coffee dye paper. Okay, Sunny is now removing my glasses from my face. All right, just take them over there and, and uh, chew on them gently. Okay, oh, what? What? <laughs> He's now pawing my face. Okay. Um, okay, how is this happening? Because I'm sitting on the floor in front of my coffee table, and he is on the couch behind me. He does this. I don't know why. He always pulls my glasses off my face, and then he chews on my glasses. And thankfully, I have tons of readers and I just sort of grant them to him yeah he's chewing okay so anyway maybe he enjoys the feel of the the glasses and the sound of the little crackly noises as they give way under his uh, little puppy teeth but um uh, so I was thinking a little cross thought here about okay so there are people who like the sound of certain things well what about the feel of certain things like what about tearing paper how does that work into this whole you know psychological connection we have with paper um were we tearing leaves in the forest as neanderthals years ago and we enjoyed that sound maybe it meant somebody was uh, preparing a nest for us or maybe making dinner or making clothing who knows i mean we could just go off in a million different directions but bringing it all back to 
paper and junk journals. I, I could tear paper for days. I love So something about the little torn edge that I'm fascinated with. I, I really can't explain it. It's kind of odd, but I think it's not very dangerous. <laughs> and uh, it won't cut you like the sharp edge of a one single piece of paper can. The torn edge is much safer. Yeah, it actually feels good against the fingers and it sucks up the... The, the ink that we use to ink it so well and um, all the little frayed ends of the paper are sitting there just looking at you and hey hey can we talk about the deckled edge I mean okay I'm gonna look up the official definition of deckled edge because I'll probably get it wrong but basically to me and it means like a jagged edge or torn paper look okay so here's the official definition deckled having a rough edge use used of handmade paper or paper resembling handmade oh so fake handmade paper how about that um deckled edge feathered edge bordered having a border especially especially of a specific kind sometimes used in combining term black bordered handkerchief okay nobody knows what that means thank you thank you wikipedia um um but um yeah, so, okay, all right. Now, there is a thing called a decal, and a decal is a removable wooden frame or fence used in the manual paper making process. Okay, so um, I guess it means when you, uh, as I have made handmade paper before, and then when you couch the paper off the frame onto the receiving thing, which I forget the name of, I guess it might be the couch, I'm not sure. Um, it doesn't have a sharp edge, often it has a deckled edge naturally because maybe the little fibers didn't go all the way to the edge and there's like a little soft edge all the way around. Deckle edge. Okay, let me look up deckle edge. Okay, here we go. A deckle is a removable wooden frame or fence. Yeah, we know that. Okay, deckle edge. Here we go. From the wisdom of Wikipedia. Paper with a feathered edge is described as having a deckle, deckle edge in contrast to a cut edge. Machine-made paper may artificially have its edges produced to resemble a deckled edge. Oh, those evil beings out there, faking it and all. Um, we should make some handmade paper. I should probably do that at least once on a video because I haven't. You know, the, it, the thing is, is it's so much fun to make, but um, you got to have the stuff. You know what I mean? So you got to have your little screen frame. You got to have your little place to couch it. You got to have a place to dry it. And you got to have a bunch of paper. Like I used um, junk mail and things like that. Probably all the stuff you weren't supposed to use to make your paper. Um, And it was going to disintegrate and fall apart because of all the acid and all this kind of stuff. Well, I have my handmade paper from, it's got to be 10, 12 years ago now. And it's exactly the way it was before so it didn't disintegrate and I used a lot of junk mail now you got to take the plastic out of the junk mail so if you have those plastic windows mm-hmm, yep 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 so yeah anyway basically in a nutshell if I remember the process correctly to make your own paper I would take a blender and tear up a bunch of paper I used newspaper too mm-hmm, I did I know you're not supposed to do that I did I did And I put it in, uh, but a lot of junk mail envelopes, a lot of um, newspaper and just whatever, like, like maybe printer paper that we had errors on or something like that. Tore it all up. Yeah, it had, it had ink on it and everything. And I put it in the blender and then I put some water in and I pulsed it until it became a nice pulpy, pulpy mix. And um, sometimes I would add things to it like, um, 
flaxseed or little lavender flower buds or um, little uh, spices like um, like rosemary or um, oregano or something like that because it, it shows up as little flecks in there. It looks kind of cool. Um, you can also put uh, threads in there, um, glitter. You can, you can throw anything in there. It's amazing when you get going. Um, dried flowers. Oh, very nice. Yeah, um, things like that. So lots of fun. And then you mix it all up and... Um, uh, then while it's still suspended in the liquid, you, you, you take this wooden frame that has a screen uh, attached in it, and uh, you pour it into that, and then you let the water drain out, and then all the paper fibers kind of knit together, almost in a weird felting sort of way. And then if I remember correctly... Uh, okay, no, you know what I did? I didn't have the frame because I just didn't have the frame. Now you can take an old wooden frame and, and make a, like take a piece of old screen or something and then just staple it on there. But what I had was this weird thing I got from the Dollar Tree. I remember it was a mesh rectangular, that's Holly, my African gray. Hello, Holly. Yes, yes, mother is yet again doing a, pay, a, a podcast and you are right on cue. You were a little late this morning. Yeah, it's okay though. I know you were distracted by the great breakfast I gave you. Yeah, you loved that, didn't you? Okay. So, uh, okay, I had this thing from the Dollar Tree. It was a mesh basket that was rectangular and it had, um, uh, it was it was it was rectangular. Let's just say that. So what I did was I took a piece of screen and I just fit it into the bottom of the mesh basket. And what I did was I put that in my, okay, now you got to get a, um, you got to get a, like a wash bin or something like that, that you're not going to lose the water because you're going to reuse the water that you pour into your decal frame. Now that we're calling that a decal frame, okay, it was my makeshift decal, decal frame because it's what I had on hand at the moment. And uh, okay, so I actually used pool cage screen because we had an extra bolt of it, so I just cut a square out. And uh, so um, then I, in a wash basin in my sink, I, I placed my decal frame in there. And then you take the water, the weird water that you've made, the pulpy water from your blender and you pour it into your decal frame that's in your wash bin what are you doing son chewing my fingers is it are we doing that this morning we're apparently doing that and um okay okay settle down guy little guy um uh, and then you pour it in there and it all swirls around and then you you let it settle and then you lift it out and very slowly because you want the little paper fibers to settle. You can't do it too fast or they swoosh off the sides. So you let it settle and you slowly lift it out and you dr- let it drain. And, and you can put it on a, um, like a blanket or something, but if you, you just hold it up for a minute to let all the water drain out. And then you'll see this layer of little paper fibers that have all settled down on the screen. And then you can take that screen out, yeah, like flip it upside down onto something that, that, that is called couching, where you have like a, um, an absorbative material, like a um, tea towel or something like that. But you want to have a little bit of buildup, like have a like regular big towel, like folded up square under it, and then put your tea towel on top, and then take your screen and flip it upside down so that the paper fibers meet the tea towel and then you press 
and you like you get you basically wring the water out you know like you press against your tea towel and smoosh it and it sticks to the tea towel and then once you do that um, I can't remember exactly how long you have to wait if you can do it right away or not I need to look it up again but you peel off your screen and the paper has transferred or your your new paper fibers have that's my thumb that's my thumb go my thumb (laughs) um have transferred from your screen onto the couch, which is your tea towel. And then um, then you can lift up your tea towel. And remember, your paper is, is not bonded together yet. In the drying process, all those little paper fibers kind of contract. And I would say they sort of felt together. It, they're flat. They don't feel felty. But they, um, they knit together, and that uh, forms the... Uh, Ow, that hurts. Yeah. Mama needs her hand skin. I know you're teething. Yes. Where are your toys? There are a thousand of them around here. Could you please go get one? There's like, could you get any one of them? They're out of arm's reach for me right now. <laughs> here, chew your tail. <laughs> so um, you now can lift up your tea towel and you can take it outside and you can set it um, to dry. And as it dries, those little pieces of paper fiber like get pulled together, they contract and they form togetherness, almost like instant glue. And um, then when you come back about a day later or however long it takes to dry, it will just peel right off your uh, tea towel very easily. And uh, you can just like have like a whole bunch of these going at once. So if you have a whole you know, blender full of paper pulp. Um, you're, you can go to town. So now, okay, go back and look inside your wash bin, okay? And um, there's a lot of um, paper fiber that poured through. So what you want to do is pour that back into the blender, mix it around a little bit, and resuspend those paper fibers. And then you're just going to keep doing that until you'll find that your uh, sheets of paper get thinner and thinner and thinner. And uh, at some point, they're just too thin, and you'll kind of figure it out, or I did, you know, as you go. And uh, then you realize there's not enough paper fibers in there to make paper. So um, that is how I did it. Now let me look up how you're supposed to do it and see what I didn't tell you or I forgot about. Um, Okay, let's see. I'm sure there's some kind of critical thing I forgot. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'll have to maybe take a trip to the Dollar Tree and see if I can find one of those uh, rectangular mesh things again. Um, okay. Oh, it's here it says let the paper dry one to three days, depending on the humidity levels and thickness of paper. Well, that's a long time. And the, oh, and they call this stuff in the, the um, blender, the paper slurry. Yes, I forgot about that. Um, okay, here's what they say that you have to have. Okay, water, scraps of paper, check. Plastic storage tub or vat, check. Kitchen blender, get one from the thrift store. They recommend, they say, don't use the same one you use for food because that's, that would not be good. And um, a mold and decal, uh, which is a screen attached to a frame, 
and how to make a mold and decal. So I started looking up buying molds and decals and they were expensive. And I thought, I, I, I get the concept. I think we can just make it. So if you're unsure, take a look at what they mean by molds and decals and just figure a way around it. You know, the way we do as we are crafters. And then uh, it said wood boards or sponge and rolling pin. Okay, so maybe that's how they squeeze it out. I don't really remember how I used to squeeze it out. Um, sponge or rolling pin? Maybe I sponged it. That sounds familiar. Rolling pin? I don't remember that. Maybe I did. Hmm. Then they also recommend towels, wool blankets, cloth, pellon, sham wows, or other absorbent material. It's going to be a watery, wet mess. It is quite something. Okay. Um, okay. So num step one, they say cut or rip up your paper into about one inch squares. Okay. They don't have to be one inch squares. Just get your paper in there. When it gets soaked, it starts falling apart. Don't worry about that. Skip that part. Um, soak your paper for a few hours or overnight. Okay. It doesn't take that long. Just uh, throw your papers in there and soak it. And um, it like, you know, you, you'll be able to tell paper comes apart pretty fast in water. Um, drawing, printing, and watercolor papers are best because they are generally made from strong. Okay. Drawing, printing, Printmaking and watercolor papers are best because they are generally made from stronger fibers such as cotton rag and not chemically treated tree fiber. Okay, probably true, but very expensive. So you can go ahead and use that stuff or you can use your junk mail and your leftover poorly printed copy paper. Um, fiber scrap choice and its characteristics dictate the quality of the final sheet. All right, well, there you go. Right, like, if you're going for the Rembrandt of handmade paper, then maybe, yeah, you want to lead towards the, the expensive papers. But if you're just learning the process, you just want to stick a toe in. You're just dabbling. The junk mail is a great option. I kid you not. Oh, um, oh they do recommend. Oh, 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 oh. However, experiment with junk mail, office paper, paper grocery bags. Huh, I never thought of paper grocery bags. That is a great idea. You know what, at the time, I never got paper grocery bags. I was all about the plastic bags and never even thought twice about getting paper grocery bags. Okay, so yellow pages, rejection letters. Huh, rejection letters. What a, what a weird thing to put in there. So here's the sentence. However, experiment with junk mail, office paper, paper grocery bags, yellow pages, rejection letters, and more. <laughs> So apparently they're thinking we're getting a lot of rejection letters. Um, isn't that, that's so funny. That is so funny. Okay. No plastic people. Okay. Um, so I should probably say where I'm getting this. I'm getting this from paperslurry.com. So if you want to check that out yourself to see how, how they do it. And there's a million and one ways to make paper and how to do this. So uh, uh, if you're not. Also, it says um, experiment with differ, different color combinations. Now, I can tell you that what I found was that... Um, Sometimes I would put different colors of things in there, but after I made the paper, often it would come out gray. And maybe that's because I was using the printed paper and probably had print on it and that would take the white paper gray. That's probably what happened. But um, uh, you can use get different colors by different uh, things that you add in there. You can even add food color and things like that to give it pretty different shades. Um, okay, so now it says blend it and make a vat of pulp. Fill up a kitchen blender with water, check. Throw in a good handful or two of the cut scrap papers. Not too much more or you'll burn the blender motor out. Keep blending until it's a pulp. Okay, I can stand behind that. Um, don't make your smoothies with that blender anymore. Okay, don't use the expensive blender, people. I did. Don't tell anybody. Um, have a storage tub hanging around. 
Uh, those concrete mixing vats from the hardware store are also work. Fill up the tub with your blended pulp about a third to halfway. Add more water to the vat. The more the pulp to the water, the thicker your paper will be. Okay, well, we, that's fine. That, that makes sense, right? Um, so you know how they don't tell you how much? Yeah, because it's sort of a feel. You'll, you'll make a few and you'll be like, up oh, too thick, up oh, too thin. You'll, you'll figure it out. Okay, uh, step three, pull up some sheets. For this, you'll need a mold and a decal. Okay, um, it's basically two frames that are the same size, one with a screen attached. Uh, learn how to make your own the cheap and quick way. Oh, okay. Well, that would be nice. There's also a list of paper making suppliers who sell molds and decals for very expensive prices if you'd like to pay for those. Um, okay, stir your vat of pulp. Uh, hold the mold screen side up and place the decal, the decal um, uh, evenly on top. Holding them together at a 45 degree angle, tip the mold and decal. Okay, this has already lost me, and I've done this a million times. Okay. Oh, they're just telling you how to get the, the slurry onto the, uh, the screen. Couching. Okay, here's that big word. Couching means to transfer the wet sheet from the mold to a flat absorbent surface. Okay, that's what couching is. Kind of like you're putting it on a couch to rest. Wool felts are ideal, but there are many other options. Wool blankets, smoother towels, thick paper towels, non-fusible interfacing, or pellon, sham wows, or bed sheets. Oh, bed sheets, another use for bed sheets. Go bed sheets, go bed sheets. And you can do a lot with bed sheets, let me tell you. Um, set up your felt with a board underneath and soak your couching materials. Now this makes me want to run and make paper again. I'm gonna probably have to do that just for old time's sake. Um, I'll videotape it. Um, and I have some old papers that I made so I can show you prototypes of what they what they look like when they worked. Um, remove the decal from the mold. Place a long edge of the mold on the felt. In one smooth motion, place the mold face down. Press down and lift from that initial edge. Think of this like a close the door, open the door motion. Okay, not sure what that means. Uh, pressing. Option one, hand pressing. Place a paper towel on top of your freshly couched sheet with a sponge. Press gently at first, then press firmly with as much pressure as possible, having a rolling pin or paint roller. Use that to press your paper even more. Hmm, there you go. There you go. Um, option number two, board pressing. Place another felt on top of your freshly couched sheet. Continue to couch with another sheet and layer on another felt and repeat. Uh, layer one felted, final felt, another wooden board when you have made a stack. Take the post take the post outside, I guess take the whole clump, outside to a concrete or stone surface and stand on it. That's right. Um, that just would take too long, I think, because um, you can't be standing on every piece of paper, you know. Um, there's just a lot to do in life and we have to get things done. So step six, drying. Um, option one, surface drying. That's the picture here. Find a flat, non-porous surface, smooth wooden boards, plexiglass, you name it. Take your wet sheet, gently press it onto the flat surface. Make sure the edges are pressed down well. Let the paper dry. I forget what I put it on. Um, exchange drying. Get some blotters. Nah. No restraint drying. This one's easy. Take your wet sheet and throw it onto a shelf, table, a counter, and let it dry. It will be wild, crinkly, wrinkly, and textured, but sometimes wild and free is good. I think I probably did that method. Mine were a little bit um, wavy, wrinkly. 
so there was no weight put on it. I think if you put weights on it, it would uh, lay, drive flat, flat. But you could also sort of put weights on it after and make it flat, flat, you know what I mean? Um, I like to use um, a couple of cases of water bottles with a big cutting board and just put it on my counter and then put whatever it is on the counter and then put the cutting board on top and then put the couple of cases of water bottles on top and that gives a nice weight. An instant book press. There you go. Okay, so that was it. Um, so I hope you had fun doing this little walk down memory lane for me. I think I'm trying to get myself excited about making paper again. I think I could do that. Um, yeah, so you never know what just might come out. I may play with that and then uh, do a little video taperoo. We shall see. Have you ever made a handmade paper? Have you ever marveled at it? Have you ever oogled or thought about how it's made? If you've never made it, it's a lot of fun. It's probably one of those things you, it should be a bucket list thing. Like everybody ought to try it at least once so they can say, hey, I've tried it. I know this is either the greatest thing since sliced bread or heck no, never again. I'm not doing that. But I went through a big phase of it. I got my uh, sister-in-law all excited about it. When she came here to visit, we were cranking out these things like there was no tomorrow. And um, that was a lot of fun. We loved that. It was a good time. So, um, you know, if you're wondering what to do during these COVID days, maybe it's time to make some handmade paper and, and go to it. And what a nice, great uh, addition to any junk journal. There you go, folks. So I hope you had fun here. Um, uh, make sure that if you haven't signed up for my uh, uh, free monthly emailed newsletter that has a free digital image, a note from the bookmaker, checklist of supplies, junk journal tips, updates from the paper outpost, you name it, sign up for that. The link is below uh, somewhere on this podcast and also on um, all my videos down below in the description box. And um, uh, check out my Amazon store for any favorite tools or supplies that I'm using. If you're looking for them, it's a great place to start. And um, also I have an Etsy shop with vintage digital kits and junk journals when I have them ready and bundles and all sorts of fun stuff uh, for you guys to explore. And some are announced and some are just popped in by surprise. So take a peek every once in a while, you might find something. All right. So I hope you're having a great day today. Have lots of fun. Remember the fun can be simple and create with reckless abandon, everybody. Take care. Bye.